This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we are your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And we're back yet again to do our favorite thing we are here to tell true quote unquote not really true crime (laughs) tales uh from the crypt as we like to say aka true crime tales from our favorite animated shows or just Mm -hmm. classic animated shows Mm -hmm. we have a new show that we're starting today and we are so excited we are so very excited about this um Mm -hmm. if you've been sticking with us you know that we do like a little episode art covering different classic animated shows we started with scooby-doo we moved on to darkwing duck and then we went through rescue rangers all of which were amazing and today we're doing a new show that i'm not going to say yet because grace is going to be our storyteller and because Indeed. many of you have probably already seen the title <laughs> as always episode, as per usual and so you maybe already know but with that i will let grace take it away Yes. If she dares. I do indeed dare. And as a reminder that um, we gave two, I'm going to, again, like always build up to the show, but keep Mm. in mind the hints that we gave last week's episode of Farmer and Newscaster, which after I do my little intro, Mm -hmm. we'll get into why we use those um, Mm -hmm. uh, introduction or hints. So. We'll see if anyone, if I owe anyone $5 (laughs) before the day is over. Yep, exactly. Time will tell. Um, So like all of our other shows, again, I'm going to try my best to set the scene for the show uh, when it came out. Then we'll talk a little about the characters, about the show in our lives, and then we'll dive into the episode. Mm -hmm. So in this case, this show premiered in 1999, some major world leadership related events happened like the impeachment of bill clinton Mm -hmm. at the very end of the year vladimir putin became president in russia Mm -hmm. became president in russia uh the world was geeking out about the upcoming y2k and impending doom of the world due to the internet etc etc in the line of true crime uh 1999 was also when columbine happened in colorado Mm -hmm. And a Colombian serial killer that I had never heard of until I was researching this, uh, nicknamed La Bistia, uh, was arrested. Um, He was captured after killing, it's estimated, around 200 boys. So, like, real fucked up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, like, any, like, actual full true crime podcasters, if you could do that episode, that sounds interesting, but I don't want to research it. I want to listen to someone else tell me about it. I want to watch cartoons instead. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're like, "Uh, someone else do this work. Thanks. (laughs) Someone do that. Uh, That sounds sad and (laughs) scary. scary. (laughs) Um, And 1999 was a year of simply incredibly iconic entertainment. Mm -hmm. We had spongebob squarepants start the matrix the first Mm -hmm. matrix harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban the book came out toy story tlc's no scrubs law and order svu the slim shady album oh yeah yeah 
our new show, which is a combination of the last two things on this list of fucked up things and iconic entertainment. Yes. <laughs> Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Show, everyone. Um, so Alexis, what did like uh, did you watch the show in 1999 and on? Yeah, yes. what was this relationship for you and this show? So for me, this show was almost life-changing because mm. I I will say I grew up in a family that watched horror movies like constantly. Mm. Like I saw Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first movie when I was in kindergarten, like six years old. God, <laughs> truly. So if anyone's wondering why I'm such a unique individual, that <laughs> might be part of the answer. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just so amazing to see a cartoon that had characters and storylines almost as scary as some of the movies that I grew up mm. watching, but for it to be on Cartoon Network and like for it to be something that I could watch like as soon as I got home from school and not like, oh, we got to go rent a movie from Blockbuster uh-huh. and see this scary thing. Like, no, it was something that I could pop on and that I guess because of how creepy and out there it was, it was something that my older brothers could also enjoy. Mm. So we would all definitely sit around and watch some of these episodes together. And I just, I have these vivid memories of like sitting in my mom's or in my parents' family room. Like we have woods behind her house or a bunch of trees. And so it gets very dark. And like, we would just turn all the lights off in the family room and just, it would be so (laughs) dark and kind of eerie. And we would have that show on and just like the blue light from that show lighting up her whole family (laughs) room in the dark just great memories like creepy spooky nights watching that and yeah I think for that reason it's perfect for us to tie in some true crime elements Mm -hmm. uh in this podcast so what about you where's how how does this resonate with you as a show yes so I love that you brought in the the horror movie aspect because as I've mentioned in the past on this show that I do not watch horror movies I don't know what goes on in my brain of like, I love true crime podcasts, like real life horror things, but I can just listen to scary things and watching them is like, I can't have the visuals. So like, I'm not a horror movie person. So when I was a kid, I actually loved, hated this show. So I loved it because I loved anything related to dogs. Surprise, surprise. If anyone knows me, my literal phone case is dogs on it and our like, our guest stars very often on this podcast yes your dogs <laughs> in fact Mako is laying right next to me so um, the barking will be extra loud today for Alexis perfect to, for my audio editing no, no, we're just gonna edit it out because it's so fucking loud yeah I just leave it so, I'm like yeah look we forward to well that, add them to our title card <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah so it was an easy sell I was like oh my god adorable dog done Um, but there were some episodes that literally scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but I kept coming back to it because I loved this dog so much. Yeah. Who is our main character, which I'll get to in a second. Um, and so I, it's been really fun. I've only, you know, watched the episode that I'm going to talk about today. Um, but already like all of the onslaught of memories or like opening it up on HBO max and seeing like the, you know, title, like preview cards, and seeing some of like the villains and having yeah. like this visceral like oh okay I gotta write down that yes episode. Alexis doesn't do because that's my favorite monster <laughs> yes that's why this morning I had to like rush to my laptop to put down <laughs> like wait I at least want to do these few because I vividly remember these villains or like yep. these monsters and I really want to talk about them yep yeah. exactly so uh shit I gotta go check which ones 
you wrote down. So it's I okay. Can... We can, maybe we can come to an agreement too. And uh, <laughs> honestly, there are so many good villains on yeah. this show or monsters. I guess we can, we can go back and forth with how we talk about them, but mm-hmm. um true crime subjects let's put it that way yes, there you go and nice. yeah I, I could see this one being kind of like what scooby-doo where we may come back to it and do more episodes yes, one I day in the will. future because yeah there's so much to pick from and we're probably mm-hmm. gonna like fight over some of these episodes so we may have to like may have to settle <laughs> that off conquer. air yes exactly yeah, exactly <laughs> um so yeah so i uh yeah, I, I love that we both are like, yes, the monster, like the monster slash criminals, which, yeah, this mm-hmm. this show, and I'll, I'll get into now the what this show is actually about for those who maybe didn't watch it. Um, but yeah, it, it will be a combination of true crime and spooky things mm-hmm. merging together. Yes. Spooky criminals, perhaps, <laughs> we'll call them. Spooky crimps. Yes. So our show, Courage the Cowardly Dog, it takes place in nowhere. Literally, the quote unquote closest town to where our show mainly takes place is called Nowhere. And according to Wikipedia, it's in the middle of Kansas, which is like pretty big diss so on Kansas. True. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> and true. Have you ever driven through Kansas? Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. that. Um, but uh, as the name depicts, it really does look like the middle of nowhere. The vast majority of the show takes place at a farm. So like our hint last time, the farmer, uh, just outside of nowhere, which means that it takes place in the nowhere of nowhere, essentially. (laughs) Uh, Said farm literally is just like a windmill, the family truck, a quaint farmhouse, and then just like completely desolate desert-like plains of Kansas. Um, and speaking of family, the show stars kind of three main characters that make up this little family. So first we have the show's namesake, Courage. Uh, Courage is a like semi-disheveled, bright, like lavender dog with some spots, which makes me extra love him because my dogs have spots, um, who mainly walks around on his hind legs, um, and he can talk. The humans, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lex, it's like none of the humans can understand him ever. It's like sometimes the monsters can. It's yeah. hit and miss of who understands he, him. Pretty much. It's weird. Like sometimes yeah. random character, human characters will. It's almost more like how we can sometimes understand our dogs. Like if they're giving us the right eyes or yes. something and they're like, oh yeah, but it's yeah, for for the most part, he's just speaking dog gibberish to yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like speaking to the audience, I guess. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, dog gibberish, so we can understand him. <laughs> uh, but yes, like you said, he does communicate through like various noises and like dramatic reenactments of shit he sees. He's very animated, for he is literally an animated character. Um, and Courage was a little abandoned baby little pup pup who was found by the family that took him in when he was still little. Um, And as the show indicates, despite his name being Courage, he can indeed be a cowardly dog. Uh, Mm -hmm. However, his deep love for his family, primarily the matriarch of the family, uh, does make him courageous in the face of constant danger, which we'll get to shortly. Next, we have said matriarch of the family, uh, Muriel. So Muriel is an adorable, plump, older, I don't know, like Scottish or Irish? Yeah. 
mixture of an accent woman yeah something like that um she's basically like the perfect like grandma depiction and figure beyond our own grandmothers obviously shout out to them who are probably not listening but love you (laughs) for various reasons yeah Yeah. i mean maybe it would it would prove some things about life yeah Yeah. (laughs) anyways uh so she has wonderfully round spectacle oh also i guess we should define that would be amazing if they were listening because some of our grandmas have passed no longer with us yes Yes. that was the point Right. I'm saying that. So if they were, it would prove like, oh my God, there is an afterlife. Anyway, yeah. We, that, yeah. that was let's the explain our tangent. Yeah. Yeah. We, we understood. Yeah. yeah. I, I know maybe Mimi's listening, but like she doesn't know how what podcasts are probably. Anyways. Yeah, true. Uh well. so Muriel again, she's got lovely round spectacle. She wears a little, like a little apron, a little cute dress all the time. She's got, you know, like the poofy grandma hair, and she loves courage. She treats him extremely well, stands up for him, especially against her husband when he's being mean to him. She just pampers courage left and right. Uh, I love Mariel so much. Uh, She kind of sort of often finds herself either being like a damsel in distress or just being like unaware of the situation and just like carrying on as if everything like she's just in the bathroom while all of this shit was happening type of thing yeah um she was nothing yeah but courage tends to think she's always in trouble and so that always uh encourages him to step up and save the day because he wants to save her who saved him who rescued who you know you know dogs we love them uh then muriel's aforementioned husband is eustace Eustace is a skinny, bony man with like a huge chin, big glasses, no teeth, which is like kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> wears just overalls and like a little cap, like a little page boy cap almost. Um, he's a classic grumpy as hell old man who, if I'm being honest, like low key sucks. Um, and I know it's a cartoon, but like straight up abuses courage day in and day out. Uh, I think because he resents courage because Miro used to wait on hand and foot on Eustace and then the puppy came into the picture. She loves him so much. And so Eustace mm-hmm. is just upset that someone yeah. else has his wife's attention. Um, but sometimes I will give him some credit that he will sometimes pair up with courage to save Mariel. So basically they will come together to help on occasion yeah. when it's for her. Yeah. Because so, somebody's got to make his dinner, you know. I mean, literally. That like, <laughs> like that you say came up. You say he episode. abuses courage. He definitely. Hey, I won't get too much into it then, but he definitely abuses Muriel too. At yes. least, like psychologically, if not. Yes. I mean, like, there's the physical abuse with courage and the absolute emotional and yes. psychological abuse. Anyway, yeah. Who's the <laughs> real criminal in this show? Yeah. To be Maybe fair, okay. Let's lay it out Wild now. Speculation that we think at, this, okay. but at the end of our arc let's come back we'll to come this, back yeah to, write a note yeah to see if we indeed uh remember him correctly as maybe like should be investigated mm-hmm. in the whole line of this show <laughs> yeah. hmm. Hmm. interesting <laughs> so we have these three interesting characters what is the show about 
basically, uh, the show follows this constant barrage of criminals, monsters, aliens, ghosts, mad scientists, evil supernatural creatures, and other perils and criminals that all somehow find their way to this little farm on the edge of nowhere. Um, in our arc of the show, we'll basically be diving into all of these horage or the horage horrors porridge. that courage is combined porridge. Porridge. <laughs> 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 uh, porridge is terrifying. Porridge. Horridge kind of sounds like porridge. Yeah. Courage ate the horridge porridge. Anyways, uh, what horrors courage has to battle? Um, the background of the criminals in this very crime-ridden place, which hiding in the middle of nowhere, I guess, is a good hiding spot for all these evil mm-hmm. creatures. Um, and just the general efforts that Courage has to go through to keep his family safe. Um, of note, uh, on the logistical side of things, this show, you can get it all on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, this show is set up like how other cartoons and shows used to be which is Mm -hmm. in one you know like 22 minute slot there's actually two episodes so we decided of how we're going to break it down is the season number the episode number and then if it's part a or b of an episode so is it Mm -hmm. the first half of this episode or the second half um so for example my episode today i'm doing season one episode one part b Mm. Um, which is Dr. Lequeck, amnesia oh, specialist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I didn't beat you to that one. Oh, well. <laughs> Lequeck, what a so, legend. Really? Le legend. <laughs> a legend. So I'd like to take you on a journey today, Alexis and dear viewers and listeners, a journey mm-hmm. that will lead us down the path that one Dr. Lequeck took that found him assaulting Eustace and Mariel binding them and trying to straight up murder courage oh boy and as i think a lot of our courage episodes will entail we're gonna wildly speculate about this criminal mm-hmm. dr maurice lequack which mm-hmm. see look i'm already speculating that his first name is maurice because oh good nice I was just wondering we like, don't get it but i decided that was his first name <laughs> it works it fits very well yes Indeed it does. So sorry I to any Maurice's listening right now, <laughs> yeah, but like bad. your name fits for an evil duck. <laughs> <laughs> an evil French duck. Yeah. Um, so I postulate that Maurice Lequack grew up not in nowhere, Kansas, but right across the border in what I decided was somewhere Oklahoma. <laughs> nice. Uh, by the way, Lequack is definitely um, a French Canadian duck. I've decided as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, he is straight up a duck for our listeners um, who aren't familiar. He's got like a big old long orange bill, very like suspicious, shifty eyes constantly. Mm-hmm. And the blue bow tie that matches his like, he's got like the Elvis curl type of blue hair, like baby blue hair. So, anyways, a little background on Maurice's family. I believe that the Lequacks made their way to somewhere Oklahoma after Maurice's father needed to flee their homeland in Quebec, where their French Canadian citizen, where they were French Canadian citizens, but they had to flee due to his father's rap sheet of crime that was simply growing too large. Hmm. Because I think the entire Lequack clan was a criminal family. 
even back when Maurice's grandparents were still in France and before they had to flee to Quebec to avoid whatever law was coming after them in France. So I think Maurice Lequack was very, very young by the time his father crossed the Canadian border with him and his brother, Jean. And where do you go when you want to hide? Oklahoma, I guess. Somewhere, Oklahoma. Which somewhere. I, you go somewhere. somewhere. You go somewhere. Literally. Somewhere, <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, where are we going to go? I don't know. Somewhere. Oh, let's write down Oklahoma. They, they say it as they're like driving by the sign that says somewhere. They're like, let's go somewhere. No shit, <laughs> Maurice. <laughs> oh, somewhere. Oh, show okay, Maurice. Good idea, Maurice. <laughs> which, that's the <laughs> correct attitude his father would take, as we'll get to in a second. Oh, okay. So I believe that Maurice's father didn't move there to lay low no no i think he just needed a new stomping ground where no one knew of all of his crimes raising his kids in somewhere he taught them all of the tools of the trade to be a career criminal and namely a career con artist Mm -hmm. his father was stealthy and found that his cons were actually more successful in somewhere oklahoma because his thick french canadian accent was exotic to people oh. in oklahoma <laughs> sorry people Anything in oklahoma <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean uh, i love french accents so it's no lines detected yeah it, french accents are exotic anywhere in america yeah also like i'm french canadian so i can shit on french canadians oh, i think maybe, yeah Most true <laughs> so i think that his father was able to charm everyone who he came into contact with in somewhere there was a one rule, though, that his father stuck to. He had no other, you know, morals or anything like that. But in all of his cons, he said no violence. If the mm. cons started to turn in that direction, bail, get out of there. Don't look back. Just drop it and run. It's not worth mm. it. So Jean, the older brother, took to the family business like a duck to water, if you will, <laughs> because they are all ducks. He was intelligent good looking for a duck i guess smooth retained his french canadian accent could talk his way in or out of any situation and he was the apple of his father's eye bringing in bigger and bigger jobs and constantly outshining maurice who Hmm. took to the family business like a duck to sand I couldn't really think of like a good analogy. Not water, mud, yeah. maybe. Not, not <laughs> dry. It's a little wet. Paper, yeah, it's too, yeah. Know, mm, a drought. A drought. <laughs> like, a, like a duck to a drought. <laughs> yeah. I like that. A duck to a drought. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It rings uh-huh. well. Not for the duck, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, he, Maurice, though he was clever enough to see when like there was maybe an opening for a con was not clever or charming in any way, shape, or form, and could not usually charm his way into good cons. So he became, Maurice became the laughing stock and disappointment to both Jean and his father. Mm. He couldn't even literally take candy from a baby. He was too brash, too temperamental, too quick to anger. And as he grew older, you know, feeling this pressure of his father always talking down to him, saying that he's a disappointment to the family, bringing shame to the Lequacks of somewhere Oklahoma and their ancestors, and Jean being the superstar of the criminal world in somewhere Oklahoma. So as Maurice grew older, one day he finally just fucking snapped during a con and straight up attacked his target. Ooh. Which 
gave him whatever he was trying to steal from said target because he could just pluck it out of that person's or duck's unconscious hands. Mm. So with this, Maurice suddenly realized this violence rule, no violence rule. Nah, throw it out the window. <laughs> not not worth it. Yeah, not my style. <laughs> So he began bringing in bigger and bigger poles, growing in his ego and his violence. But at the same time, it grew the suspicions of Jean and their father because they knew Maurice was not good enough to be getting this type of wealth and these type of cons. Oh, damn. Backhanded. Uh Uh-huh. Within the family. Yeah. Because they knew he sucked, basically. And the heat was starting to turn up on all of them because of this rise in violent crime in somewhere, Oklahoma. Because before it wasn't really that violent. It was just people getting duped, essentially. But all of a sudden, the popo was on the tail trying to figure out who's causing all of this violence. And obviously, if one criminal is bringing the heat, it's going to come down on everyone else. So I think that Jean, Jean, sorry. Whoa, sorry. Don't want him to hear me say that. That Jean, (laughs) suspicious of his younger brother, followed Maurice, kind of trailed him to a con and saw how quickly he flipped it to just straight up assaulting the target and robbing them, both proving his theory that Maurice was up to no good and violating their father's only rule. And all of a sudden, seeing a chance and opportunity to not only get rid of the heat that was coming down from the police, but to get rid of his other competition in town. So I think that Jean, seeing all this happen, called the cops on his own brother on the scene. Mm. So hearing sirens and seeing Jean holding the phone that called them, probably from a little phone booth across the way, Maurice ran, knowing that he had to escape and he couldn't come back, knowing that his own brother has finally turned against him. He knew the jig was up and that the cops were on his tail. So he did what he had learned to do best. He fought his way out. I believe both literally physically fighting his own brother and taking down a couple cops as they ran to the scene, trying to take him down. You'll see why eventually why I think that that was part of it. Violence has corrupted this man or this duck quite quickly. Indeed. So I think that Maurice, after the the blowout with the cops, was able to escape and banking on the lack of across state lines coordination between police. That can sometimes happen, especially back in the day. He crossed the border from somewhere Oklahoma to nowhere Kansas. Mm. And for the first time, he found himself somewhere or I guess nowhere where not only he had no brother upstaging him, no father tearing him apart but no competition to be the exotic local who could charm everyone with just a simple accent in a place that was truly nowhere on the map. So in nowhere, I believe he changed his name to stay under the radar just a little more. Instead of Maurice Lequack, he became Dr. Maurice Lequack. And immediately got it to work. It cannot fail. <laughs> and that was the doctor, Lequeck. <laughs> so he immediately got to work conning the good people of nowhere the way he wanted to, aka violently, because he mm. didn't know any other way of life. So this brings us to our episode today, where mm. Dr. Lequeck 
is sitting in a room filled to the brim with riches from the good people of nowhere. He's got for coats to piles of gold to paintings and statues, which I still wrote as statute Uh, when I started writing this, of course. Of course. Diamonds. Where do the people get all this stuff? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I think the people of nowhere might also be criminals, maybe. Yeah, maybe. um, they're like we'll, we'll talk at the end maybe about that yeah they're like suspicious about nowhere outside of nowhere they like don't do it within the boundaries yeah of nowhere which like and fun back, come, back yeah yeah back in the day of like wild west like bonnie and clyde esque people like ma barker esque people there were certain towns i want to say somewhere in like st louis maybe was one of them where um, like the rule was sure. what was that probably definitely somewhere in Missouri yeah yeah exactly which was like the west during that time and it was like you can do crimes in other cities we'll let you be a criminal in St. Louis just don't rob us in St. Louis like we won't prosecute you if you come back into city borders so like that could have been the situation in nowhere it's like a like a criminal bedroom community yeah yeah, you just go back there to sleep and then you do all your work all your crime work out somewhere else yeah and then just come back don't do it here but you know toss us some gold as you come back right we are going to take some of your income tax though (laughs) income tax yes exactly Exactly. For criminals, yeah. <laughs> and so while Dr. Lequack is sitting there, uh, he gets an alert on his computer, which I think this is the first time that computers and the internet play a role in any of our stories, mm. um, like truly uh, yeah. connecting via the World Wide Web, which was yeah. up and coming at this time. Um, so he somehow has clearly hacked into some server in nowhere which was probably a lot easier back then Mm -hmm. uh but basically to notify him anytime someone is sending out a distress signal which at that exact moment was coming from a little farm just outside of nowhere the farm of courage muriel and eustace Mm -hmm. specifically the distress signal was sent out from courage via their computer which, by the way, is a character in and of itself in the yeah. show. It's an kind incredible of like the fourth character. member of the family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would not get through an episode without mentioning him. Um, it is a super sassy British search engine who Courage always consults, goes to Google, essentially, uh, in attempts to figure out like what the fuck is haunting their house, who's trying to rob them, what to do in different situations. Um, and it has dry British humor and just talks mm-hmm. down to Courage constantly. And it's... Mm-hmm very fun amazing eventually they get to the answer they need at some point or another (laughs) so for example right now in our episode courage is in the process of trying to figure out why muriel suddenly forgotten who she is where she is who courage is who eustace is Mm. after a plank fell on her head from the roof the sassy computer eventually after some shenanigans tells courage that it's amnesia so courage is looking up an amnesia doctor trying to figure out like well i guess that's a medical condition we should get someone in here to help muriel Mm -hmm. because you know obviously courage is heartbroken that muriel can't remember him of course it makes total sense yeah and eustace as you mentioned earlier is taking full advantage of muriel's (laughs) forgetfulness and saying oh you know who you are essentially saying you're my slave you make me you make me food you rub my feet you clean the house like etc etc et et and he also tells muriel 
this dog is not ours. We don't know who this dog is. Get him out. So, yeah. So it gets rough real quick. You know, but (laughs) real quick. Sorry. I always wondered, like, because, you know, when you're watching like SpongeBob and growing up, we think that Squidward is like so terrible. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, wait, no, I understand him for a long Uh time. It's like, maybe when I'm older, I'll understand Eustace. No, this dude is still just total asshole. He has no (laughs) business being this evil. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I truly agree. Like he is. um, Yeah. Again, as we go through, we'll be we'll be building the criminal criminal case against mm-hmm. Eustace. Eustace, yeah. Comma, the farmer. <laughs> um, so again, uh, Courage is sending out, uh, Googling basically amnesia specialist, amnesia doctor to nowhere, Kansas. And lo and behold, who turns up at their door? A very cleverly disguised Dr. Lequack, who has added the two smallest little wisps of a mustache to speak <laughs> as his quote-unquote disguise. It's like literally like less than an eyebrow, like just curled up. Yeah, and was just like, oh, like the, yeah, that's right there. Like the, uh, the nice little yes. French mustache. Yes, exactly. Nice. And to him, this will be one of his easiest marks yet because he doesn't have to really calm them out of any goods because these people have amnesia. So he can just walk in, rob them blind and leave and they won't even remember mm. eustace answers the door to lequack which i only mentioned because dr lequack hands him a business card he was able to whip together and it says dr lequack amnesia specialist do not call <laughs> which i think is just really funny being like don't call me yeah don't call me here's my business yeah. card but don't call me. <laughs> yeah don't call me so Anyways, uh, Eustace turns Lequack away, actually, being like, no one called an amnesia specialist. Get out of here, because obviously he wants to keep Muriel mm-hmm. having amnesia to be his slave forever. Again, Eustace, a whole Horrible situation man. there. Yeah. But Lequack is unfazed by this because he just snaps right into his usual pattern and goes to violence he mm-hmm. immediately gets out his weapon of choice which is like a giant basically like harley quinn a style sledgehammer and oh, knocks God. eustace out on the spot drags him into the house and just tosses him to the coat closet oh my god um yeah so just extreme violence immediately but he was like you're not the one who was gonna help me rob this i'll just get you out of the way now he and, has another amnesia client for later. Yeah, for later. <laughs> Hopefully, and if not, he'll just hit him again until he has yeah. amnesia, probably. So Courage sees all of this go down and knows this is not time to fuck around. He's got to save Muriel and the sledgehammer wielding French Canadian duck maniac. Courage runs to Muriel and begs her to leave the house, but she has no idea who he is. And Side note, for some reason, it's like playing. I think she's like playing like a sitar, like the, the like <laughs> Indian like yeah. string instrument, just like on the floor, like fucking away at it. Like no she, context. Like, really good just, at it too. Yeah. 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 She's fully playing like, no a song. Context. Yeah. none whatsoever she's just there Nothing. she's there doing like, it, it could be so many other things like she could be playing the piano she could be playing the guitar yep <laughs> sitar playing a flute no yep of all things uh-huh exactly so um <laughs> again she has no idea who he is who courage is and so she shoes him away and tells him to get out of the house 
And this commotion cues in Lequack to where in the house the amnesia patient is. So he runs into the room and immediately sees that Courage is trying to fuck up his con and goes, aka, trying to get his patient, quote unquote, out of there. So Dr. Lequack goes after Courage immediately with the sledgehammer. And this is where the show gets its name. Uh, faced with a violent French-Canadian duck with a giant hammer, Courage mm-hmm. books it the fuck out of there and just leaves Muriel <laughs> behind. <laughs> and like, I do want to note really quick, like, same, maybe. Yeah. Really quick, total side tangent, like, what would Reese do in this situation? Thank you. Okay. I was going to say, well, if I was a dog, I would probably, ah, see, that's a toughie. So as a human, I don't think I would book because it's a fucking duck, like kick that shit. Sorry, <laughs> duck lover. And like, I love ducks too, but if a duck's attacking me, like I'm not just going to take it. But yeah, if like it's my dog, yeah, right. I want to yeah. think that Reese would like snap at it, maybe in her younger more spry <laughs> days but now she she probably just run the fuck away too like yelping <laughs> yeah no 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 please, please don't hurt me yeah leaving, leaving us your mom's just behind. For, exactly <laughs> like sorry Steph yep um I postulate uh or very much think that Mako who's laying beside me right now would just like bark a ton at the duck and try and herd the duck most likely because he is a little mm-hmm. herding mutt so yeah. like effectively like trying to nip and like just barking in the face of the duck and like probably like at some point snapping at him um i do feel very comforted though knowing that diorite the huge protective mama boys that that, that he is would take down the duck in like one chomp because mm-hmm. i have seen him get chompy chomp before so like I feel safe in my household from uh, murdering con artist duck. So yeah, good luck to no. everyone else who doesn't. Yeah, have just so you know. Yeah, don't fuck with Grace and Justin. <laughs> yeah, you've heard the dogs downstairs screaming. Right, right up ducks. That's when they're happy. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, you ducks listening. You take <laughs> note. You just know. Go down. The baby. old camp house is protected. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. So, anyways, with courage sprinting out of the house, Lequack is left alone with Muriel, who doesn't even know again why she is there and who this duck suddenly is. And he immediately starts questioning her where different things are in the house, like fine silverware. Only two <laughs> two problems. One, she has amnesia. Yeah, wait, first of all. She doesn't know where the valuables are. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't I'm know surprised where she even she remembers how to play the sitar. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like amazed by that, but like, no, I don't know where my where my jewelry is. The sitar um, took up all the place in her mind. Yeah. It's only sitar music in there now. Yeah. Um Ooh, nice. which like a sitar spooky tune would be a great courage. Ooh, noted. This too. Noted. So let's test learn how to play the sitar now. Great. Gotcha. Done. Yes. <laughs> like and- when when they hear this though, there is actually like beautiful sitar music playing <laughs> over. And I'm sitting here like, oh god, yeah. Let me see if I can try that. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, this whole time as if I don't solo. already know how to play the sitar. Please, Grace. Please don't insult <laughs> me like that. <laughs> Bonus content. Alexis learns yeah. to play the sitar. <laughs> it's me just like fucking it up, like 30 minute videos, <laughs> like plucking. <laughs> 
<laughs> so discordant anyway yeah, exactly. Not even tuned. yeah. um the people are paying you to stop playing yeah. cetera, our patreon account like blows up <laughs> just to get her to stop it yeah um so again one she has amnesia two he's on a very simple farm on the edge of nowhere farmers obviously still have many 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 nice things but not these farmers who barely have any furniture. They have like a bed, two chairs, a side table, like maybe a dining room table with like four chairs and like a hutch. And like, that's the entire house. Yeah. Um, so quickly realizing that like, they, well, actually not realizing he does not yet realize like, oh, I'm here to see an amnesia patient. He basically is just like, oh, she's unhelpful. I'm just gonna start going through your shit and can't find anything of value. Which then makes him think that they're just hiding all of their valuables. Instead Not that of, they're again, poor. Yeah, exactly. That they're like <laughs> it's very impoverished. somewhere. Yes. This dude's fucking crazy. So, That's fucking but, crazy. Yes, very creepy. But I guess like good that he doesn't stereotype real people and just because they're poor they don't have nice stuff worth stealing maybe uh, i don't know true. i guess he's a very forward-thinking criminal exactly but he finally does realize huh that's right she's got amnesia for her to remember where it's hiding i need to actually try and cure her of this amnesia ah. so instead of like i don't know trying to get a doctor in there trying to like google medical ways to cure it he turns to, yet again, violence and decides to torture Mariel into, I guess, remembering where the goods are. That is one of the cures for amnesia. <laughs> Just more violence. Violence yeah. helps violence, I guess. <laughs> Disclaimer, we are not doctors or psychiatrists or therapists in any way at all. Nope, nope, nope. Um, <laughs> so despite his very hair-trigger violent tendencies, um, which I, I do want to get... Uh, a shout out quickly to courage because we see these hair trigger tendencies because courage does actually come back into the house multiple times trying to save Muriel, mm. but every time is immediately spotted by Leclerc and his hammer and then chases courage out. So he only gets gotcha. half credit. He comes back, but he also immediately well, what, just as quickly. What do you want him to please. do? Get hit? We want him to get hit by the hammer. <laughs> I want him to fight this duck like my dogs would. I want him to be like my dogs. I'm He's projecting. trying. He's trying. Come on, maybe answer a descendant of wolves' courage. Yeah, true. Come on, do them proud. Wolves would never take this shit from a French Canadian duck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially not a French Canadian. duck. Yeah. No, no. Maybe an American so, duck, but not a French yes. one. So, yeah exactly so luckily you know his torture methods are decidedly less violent he ties Muriel up and tickles her with a feather tickles her feet <laughs> with a feather oh. he sets up like I guess like Eustace's model train and like ties her to like the tracks and just like has a train like like a Rube Goldberg machine like throw pies into her face which I don't know where the pies came from but I assume Eustace made Mariel bake all of them while she was under amnesia, mm-hmm. as aforementioned uh, yeah. abusive tactics to him. So again, to his credit, Courage, again, keeps coming back, trying to thwart the criminal. But finally, he realizes once this little train track situation is set up, that he doesn't have to fully expose himself this time to the quack. 
Instead, he can just do some very, very clever, quick wiring of the model train and explode it right in Lequack's face. Unfortunately, it barely impacts Lequack because it was a dog trying to do electrical work. And it just makes Lequack (laughs) more full of pure rage that this job is not as easy as it was supposed to be. Mm. So Lequack decides, all right, we're going to leave Muriel on the side for right now. The old grumpy dude's still in the closet, pass the fuck out, if not dead. (laughs) Yeah, don't forget about that. Uh, Yes, we need to take care of this dog because he's slowing down my process. So to keep courage from getting away this time, he Laquack boards up all of the windows and doors of this house mm. so that there is no escape and is trapping courage within his own home. But luckily, courage does something that none of our heroes have done yet. Well, we saw it like somewhat in Darkwing Duck, but and Scooby-Doo, but like not directly in a couple steps removed. Okay. And it's something that courage doesn't really do all that often but sometimes does courage sneaks away to the computer up in the attic so where Lequack didn't know and gets on the computer and calls the police oh my god wow (laughs) because there's an intruder assaulting everyone in the household I mean to be fair it took him quite a while to get there but wow (laughs) <laughs> this is this is an anomaly. Are you I sure know, he called is... the police? They never called the police. <laughs> uh, I will say, it even calling the police took a while because the police like answered via like sassy computer chat, and they were like, "What do you need help with?" And they're like, "He's like a duck is assaulting everyone," and they're like, <sighs> "Where are you?" And he goes, "A farm in nowhere." And the police go, "Well, what do you want us to do about it?" <laughs> Classic <laughs> cops, am I right? <laughs> anyway, uh, anyways. So wow. as the final showdown between Courage and Lequack is happening, aka shenanigans running through the house, home alone style, mm-hmm. um, Courage trying to protect Muriel, not running away literally because he can't get away at this point. The cops bust into the house. Oh, good. Which is a whole other discussion, by the way. I they mean, break down the door. Yeah. But, you know, they. Good. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole other discussion, not our podcast. Yeah, right. Um, they get there and arrest Lequack. However, dear listener, beyond hilariously seeing Dr. Lequack get cuffed because the cuffs are like huge on his like little. Days, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can like just slide out. Uh (laughs) We get to actually see, which this does not happen often either in our episodes so far. We get to see what happens to Lequack when he gets taken away. Which, if you will recall my wild speculation earlier, that Lequack has evaded capture from police by going as far as assaulting officers to escape. The actual ending scene to this episode is fucking cuckoo bananas wild (laughs) as we slowly pan over to a rural country road probably en route to the nowhere county jail and all we see is an overturned cop car with smoke rising from it and (laughs) dr lequack wearing an officer's uniform walking away from the crash with no signs of the officers the bodies anything anywhere so, mm-hmm. dear listeners, this will not be the last time we see Dr. Lequeck. And that's it. 
Oh yeah, this is very funny. My uh, computer just like sent a notification like, are you trying to play music? <laughs> I've never seen that before. Oh my God. If that's what it thinks music sounds like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh wow. Wonderful job. Amazing. Wow. Oh. So. And that is our first episode, our first tale from Courage, yes. the Cowardly Dog, the tale of Dr. Maurice Lequack. Maurice Lequack. How do you say doctor Lequac. in French? Uh, Médecin. Médecin Maurice mm-hmm. Lequack. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was, that was very I, hope, I hope that's spot. the way. Uh, yeah, well, because the first thing I thought of was that it's really cool. The organization doctors without borders. Have you heard uh-huh. of them in yeah. French? It's medicine sans frontier, which sounds Ooh. so cool, right? Every doctors. See, this is frontier why we is like border. Yeah. yeah. This is why we get conned by a French Canadian duck. Cause I immediately, yeah. I was like, tell me more. Wow. I am the <laughs> French Canadian duck <laughs> bird. Yeah. Bird. Right. Mm-hmm. That was uh yeah. Uh-huh. Hundreds of years ago, my family, we actually spelt our last name with the I instead of the Y, but a couple too many of us got cut. So we just changed it's that around, moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, or like <laughs> Southwestern Ohio. And yeah, now, oh shit, now, now, now we're gonna have to change it again. We're gonna have to add an E to the end of it <laughs> to keep throwing people off. Is that um, an accent on the Y or yeah, something? Beard. Beard. <laughs> uh, yes, but no, Perfect. great job. That was so much Thank fun. You. Um, and a Thanks. great way to start off courage as well. Cause yes. I think that Laquack is probably one of the most memorable, um, yes. one of the most memorable villains. I guess he's not quite a monster. I mean, and he's, uh, he's, he's figuratively a monster. Yes. <laughs> That's His personality sure. is monstrous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that'll be, uh, we'll, we're starting off our courage arc. Um, Stay tuned for more. And uh, between now and next week for more courage, uh, who should they tell about this podcast slash podcast, Alexis? Oh, boy. Let's see. This week, I think you should tell. Hmm. You know, we've we've talked about telling your therapist and stuff like that before. So I can't say, you know, because we talked about the quack being whatever kind of doctor he is. So <laughs> instead, this week... Let's see, go to um, your local zoo if you have a zoo in your town, (laughs) especially if it's like free or they've got like after hour discounts or something. Go to the birdhouse there <laughs> or like one of the major bird exhibits and tell whatever zookeeper is like on watch there, whoever is like <laughs> watching the bird room and be like, hey, I listen to this podcast. They talk about birds all the time. And this week, the villain actually straight up was a bird. And talk about our Darkwing Duck episodes too while yes. you're at it, because that was like eight weeks of only bird talk. So yes. that's who you should tell this only week. bird talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, while you're at the aviary section of Thank the you. zoo, um, I think you should um, find uh, some parents who are clearly fucking over it. Like, it's hot out. It's August by the time this episode's coming out. I don't know. Right now, the Pacific Northwest has a heat wave. Y'all have heard me complain about my office not having AC right now, and that's why <laughs> I slowly start sweating more during these episodes. Um 
their kids are running around the aviary trying not to get pooped on by the birds up there. Mm-hmm. Go tell some parents, be like, hey, I know you have an AirPod in because you're just sick of being at the zoo with these rowdy kids. Pop in some Saturday morning mysteries, at mm-hmm. least make this experience enjoyable, you know, beyond the memories you're making with your children. Are you though? Are you though? <laughs> you're just hot and tired and over it. And they're going to start screaming that they're hungry soon. Listen mm-hmm. to them sound more miss. It'll make yeah. you laugh a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the real memories that matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make memories with us instead. Yes. Yeah, these two you're women real, you've never met. You're real children. Us. Yeah. Hi. Hi <laughs> Send us, us money now, mother and yeah. father. Money, please. <laughs> um, great. Well, uh, I, I think that's it. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. oh God. See au revoir. Au, au revoir. A demain. Mm. Okay, now you're just being too Until tomorrow. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Satmore Mist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries. Bye.